0: Everyone, welcome back to Capes and Japes. It's March. It's ma- uh, Marv. We're doing Marvel again in March. I was trying to come up with a mar- Marchville. Mar- Marvst. Um. Marv- Marvst. Marvst. Yes. Marchal. Exactly. Marchal,
1: Marchal, Marchal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyways, um, we're, t- we're talking about, uh, Marvel characters. Uh, we talked about some spooky DC guys to varying degrees of spookiness, and now we're going to talk about a man who we have remarkably managed not to talk about in, uh, this many episodes, um, Dr. Stephen Strange. <laughs> kind I mean, of a. <laughs>
1: It's one of those where we're like, I guess. I guess. You want to know something um, fun? Yes. I still have not seen the Doctor Strange movie all the way
0: through. I've seen Listen, bits and pieces of it. I, I think I think in bits and pieces you can get, you know, you can get the important parts. It's, I mean, you I, see it, a
1: man leave his body and you're like, that's mm-hmm. all I need to know.
0: Yeah, there he goes. Um... I, I will say I don't like dislike Doctor Strange. Is he the still movie.
1: I'm sorry. In the MCU after the Doctor Strange movie, is he still like a doctor in a hospital? Does he still go to work or does he just no. do like full-time okay?
0: His job is his job is magic now. I mean that's fair. That's fair.
1: Good for him. Yes. But it would also be very funny if he still went to work in the hospital
0: wearing the cape. swoosh! Um, it would be extremely funny. God, um, anyways, we are, um, going to, we're gonna, we're gonna explain this man. Um, (laughs) as, to the best of our ability, we're gonna try and explain this man. So, Doctor Strange, uh, was, Primarily created by Steve Ditko, uh, something he has in common with the Creeper, who we talked about last week. His first appearance was, like, scripted by Stan Lee, um, but Steve Ditko was the one who came up with the idea for the character and sort of pitched it to Stan Lee, which has, has been confirmed by both of them, uh, because Stan Lee, when he first came up with the idea, didn't think it was necessarily that good, but he was like, ah, sure, we'll do a story about this guy, I guess. Um.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Doctor Strange. I don't know much about him, but I guess there's stories about him, I guess.
0: I guess, so I've heard. Um. So, he made his first appearance in, uh, Strange Tales in 1963, um, which was an anthology series that mostly did kind of, like, science fiction-y stuff, and his, uh, first story introduced him, like, already established, his name is Doctor Strange, He's a powerful sorcerer. It, uh, gave him, you know, he has this, uh, magic cloak. He has some various magic artifacts. Uh, it was pretty short, I think. Just, like, kind of like a five-page story. And, uh, they named him Doctor Strange largely because he was being introduced in Strange Tales. Um...
1: I and... was about to be like, that's like naming one of your characters Dr. Marvel. And then I did remember Captain Marvel. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, oh, yeah, no, never mind. That's
0: Nope, never mind. This all tracks. This makes sense. Thanks, comics.
1: Tales of Suspense. New character. Professor Suspense.
0: <laughs> um, Apparently they were initially thinking about calling him Mr. Strange. Um,
1: <laughs> They're like, no, this man went to magic school. This, <laughs> this man went doctorate. to medical
0: school. Um, I, they, according to Stan Lee, they changed their minds on it because it was, like, too similar to Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Strange is a very different vibe than Dr. Strange, just, like, saying it out loud.
1: Yeah, Mr. Strange is, like, A weird guy. Doctor Strange, you expect
0: him to know what he's talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the early appearances of Doctor Strange were received pretty well. Um, largely by college students and like college age readers, which was sort of the same thing that happened with the Hulk where the character became kind of a a cult hit with, like, college-age, like, comic book fans. But it was, like, there was this kind of, like, weird, like... I mean, it was 1963, and there was this, like, very kind of, like, psychedelic, like, weird, like, you know, interdimensional, like, element to the stories and also to, like, Steve Ditko's art um, that a lot...
1: Are you, Um, are you implying that the weeds had something to do with his popularity?
0: I am not saying that doctor, I'm not saying that Benedict Cumberbatch got cast in the MCU because of a bunch of college students doing drugs. But I'm (laughs) not, not saying that. Um, but, uh, so it, it sold pretty well and it got pretty popular in kind of like a counterculture way um and he eventually kind of took over like the strange tales book um it was like basic it was like the main feature alongside like nick fury um and then nick fury got his own book and strange tales just became like the doctor strange Comic and uh, people uh, people liked it so they they give him an origin story in like one of the early issues that he appears in. Um, there is a later, a more recent comic, I think like 90s uh, ish that expanded on his like childhood, which had not really been touched on in this, like, original origin story issue. Um, as, as far as I know, this is still, uh, canon, but reading a summary of it, it was a lot. So, <laughs> basically, this backstory is that, um, he, like, grew up in, uh, I think, Nebraska. N- Nebraska or Nevada, I think Nebraska. Um, and uh his younger sister, like uh died when he was like a teenager. She drowned, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh, that's really sad. And then it was like, also then his mother got sick uh and died while he was in medical school, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, and then after he like opened up his medical practice um his dad got sick and he like decided like not to go visit him while he was on his deathbed because he was like too caught up in his work and making money um and then his dad died um and then his brother came to like yell at him for not being there when their dad died and they got into a huge fight and then his brother stormed out and got hit by a car. <laughs> I was like, okay. This is okay, a lot. Comics, <laughs> c- comics, I think you should, you, like, pick, like, one or two.
1: They're I, like, like, no, no. We will destroy this man.
0: <laughs> we will murder every single member of this man's family. But in completely unrelated ways. It's not like oh, there was an explosion in his house and his whole family died. It's like, no, they all died completely separately for unrelated reasons. Um, it, like, uh, also establishes... Um, he. It was like, oh, he had, like, a difficult relationship with his father because he was, like, interested in magic at, like, a young age, but his dad was, like, really serious and wanted him to, you know, have, like a serious career and make money. And they also, um, established that, like, oh, actually, he was, like, chosen to, like, be the Sorcerer Supreme, like, since he was born. And he had, like, all of these, like, nightmares when he was a kid that were, like, actually, you know, uh, Baron Mordo, who we'll talk about, um, like trying to, like, scare him off from eventually becoming the Sorcerer Supreme, so he, like, plagued him with psychic nightmares, and it's like, jeez! Jeez, Louise! <laughs> That's rough, buddy. It's just so much. It's really a lot. Um, but all, all that being said, that is, again, written in much later. Um, the initial backstory that like we are introduced to our friend Dr. Strange with is that he is a surgeon um i think a neurosurgeon specifically uh and he is extremely good at his job uh but he's developed like a real ego about it and he's made a lot of money from being such a great surgeon but he's become kind of fixated on, you know, the lifestyle, um, that his extremely good salary has afforded him, so he, like, only takes patients who he, you know, knows can afford his, like, exorbitant fees, um, he does not really get along with most of his colleagues due to his terrible personality, um, but, like, You know, he's, uh, he's living large. He may or may not have a drinking problem. I think that's something else that, like, is introduced in, like, kind of one of the later series. Um, Marvel loves superheroes with drinking problems. (laughs) They're like, how can
1: we make, how can we demonstrate that being a superhero is a difficult thing? Alcohol. Alcohol. Absolutely. Okay, or, or you could just or you could just have them go to therapy and have them talk to a not. therapist.
0: They will not do that.
1: Cause if you just have them like go into a therapist's office. Like DC let Wally West go to a therapist. Like <laughs> 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 just let them talk to the therapist about their
0: problems. Yeah. Um They they won't. They're not gonna do that. Um anyways So, (laughs) Doctor Strange, uh, living large, being pretty terrible, uh, he gets into a car accident, driving home from work, um, different, like, versions of this have given, like, different, like, oh, he was, like, speeding, or, uh, he was drunk, or he wasn't paying attention, or he was, like, you know, tired from a long shift, or whatever. Um, that one's really believable. Tired
1: from a long shift. (laughs) It's all like, it feels wild to me that in America, doctors have to work like such long hours. It's like, well, you, they're supposed to be saving people's lives. I would want them well rested actually.
0: For real. Um, in the, uh, the MCU version, um, He's texting. He's texting while driving, and at the end of the movie, like, after the credits, they show a little, like, PSA text that's like, hey, no, don't text and drive. No. And it's
1: like,
0: well, yeah, thanks. I wasn't gonna, but now that I know I could eventually become a cool wizard from it, this has actually maybe made me want to do it more. <laughs> Um, i don't
1: i don't think it, the texting is what made him a wizard <laughs> I, I hate it, i hate to break it to you
0: no it is very funny it's a very funny joke that I like to make to refer to the doctor strange movie as the world's longest texting and driving psa i mean
1: it doesn't seem like much of a Psa if he gets out of it pretty good afterwards by being coming <laughs> like a wizard
0: yeah it, it it works out okay for him. But listen, it might not for you.
1: <laughs> this is um, a very good PSA. <laughs>
0: uh, he gets into this car accident and it uh it totally destroys his hands. Um and they're able to save them enough that they don't have to be amputated, but there's like so much nerve damage it's pretty certain that he's not going to be able to do surgery anymore. Um, and he becomes extremely distraught about this. Uh, he spends basically all the money he has on trying to find a way to fix this, like, different, like, drugs, experimental treatments, all kinds of stuff. None of it works. And he eventually hears tell of someone called the Ancient One, who's like a, a her, some sort of hermit, monk, wizard, person, um, who lives in the Himalayas and can heal anything. Uh, and he's like, well, I do not believe this is possible, but I have nothing to lose at this point. Uh, so he goes to Tibet, tracks down this man, this old, old man. He is, in fact, ancient. And, uh, he's like, fix my hands so I can do surgery. And the ancient one says no. Uh, he's like, listen, you have a terrible attitude and you want this for selfish reasons. So you can go back to, you know... Charging people a ton of money for surgery. Um, and I'm not gonna just, uh, do that for you. But, if you want, I think you could, like, do some good. For real. If you want, I can teach you magic. Um, and Doctor Strange says, that is not what I want. At all. That's not what I asked. Goodbye. But while he's there, he, uh, notices... One of the Ancient One's apprentices, a man uh, named Baron Mordo. His his name is Carl Mordo, and he is a baron. He's some sort of baron. Um, from the Baronies? He, yeah, he's baron from the Baronies. <laughs> the Ancient One is like, look at this creepy little boy who's helping me with magic. <laughs> Doctor Strange is like, ooh. I got to go.
1: <laughs> no, never mind. That's that's the true reason why he said no. He's like, "Oh, magic, yeah. that sounds great." And then he sees uh Mordo and he's like, mm, "Maybe not."
0: Uh, I don't think so. Um
1: anyway, for people not in the know, that was a Dimension 20 fantasy high joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: hey, it's a good show though. You should watch it. It's a good show. Uh so Strange notices Mordo secretly like uh summon these skeletons to attack the ancient one um and the ancient uh, one classic necromancer, <laughs> yeah, of course, uh the ancient one seemingly doesn't notice that Mordo was the one who did it, and you know just like defeats the skeletons easily because he's like super strong and powerful. Um, and Dr. Strange goes to talk to Mordo and is like, Hey, what, what are are you doing? Um, and, uh, Mordo, like, magically restrains him so he can't, like, go and, like, tell the Ancient One or stop him. And, uh, Strange, while he's trapped there, is like, Wow, I actually, I... Really, I want to help this old man. I don't want this old man to get killed by his apprentice. So I...
1: (laughs) This extremely old
0: man. (laughs) This old, 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 old man. It's like, I want to learn magic so I can save this man. Um, and the Ancient One is like, Aha! You passed my test. You want to do something for selfless reasons. Um. This was, uh, this whole thing was sort, I mean, it wasn't really, like, a test because Mordo actually was trying to kill me, but I knew about it the whole time.
1: (laughs) It was a (laughs) test in that I didn't do anything about it on purpose to see what you would do.
0: Yes. Um, he's like, also, I have been, like, trying to, you know, maybe convince Mordo to change his ways. That's clearly not happening now. So do you want to be my new apprentice and learn magic?
1: I thought for a second that this was going for, like, I've been trying to convince Mordeaux to change his ways. Will you be his friend? Be, like, a good influence on him?
0: <laughs> he will not.
1: Dick. Um,
0: no. A- uh, after this, Mordo becomes, uh, basically Doctor Strange's arch-nemesis, um, he, like, I think he shows up in, like, maybe the second or third Doctor Strange appearance, and then this origin story is after that, and it's like, here's why he hates Doctor Strange so much. Um, but, uh, the Ancient One explains that he is the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, which means that he is gonna get a full head about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so you know how you got, like, really overconfident about your doctoring abilities? So you're really important to magic, and you're gonna be super great at it. It's not gonna happen again, right? Where you get, like, overconfident about your magic abilities?
0: Yeah, it'll probably be fine. Um, so... D- to be clear the ancient one is the current sorcerer supreme um but he is retiring teaching <laughs> he's retiring no not yet he's teaching stephen to eventually become his successor cuz at some point he will die <laughs> cuz he's so 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 old um the sorcerer supreme basically being a magician who is, uh, like, sort of the foremost authority on magic on Earth, and in charge of defending Earth from various magical threats. Um, he trains Doctor Strange for several years, um, and then eventually, uh, sends him back to America to continue his, You know, magical studies. Um, he gives him his, uh, flying cape, an amulet called, uh, the Eye of Agamotto, which, um, he like wears as kind of like a necklace. Um, it lets him, uh, like see through disguises. Um, it gives him true sight and also clairvoyance. <laughs> um. <laughs> I,
1: I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ha- how exactly. do you know you've played so much D&D? <laughs> <laughs>
0: also, like, true sight. Yeah, exactly. Um, it can also like, um, it, it gets a lot of various powers depending on uh, what the story demands, cause like, magic um so he can you know it's like oh he can use it to uh make portals or like transport people between dimensions or uh read minds whatever whatever the situation needs and he gets a um some other uh weird, everything has a, a very silly sounding name. There's the Wand of Watum. There's the Crimson something of Sidorak, Um There's also the Orb of Agamotto, which does some similar stuff to the Eye of Agamotto. Um, Agamotto is all about that,
1: you know, true sight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really a lot of just kind of divination-based spells. Somebody
1: really messed up Agamotto over with some disguises once, and he was like, never
0: again. (laughs) Um, Agamotto is also, um, so the- This is where we start to get into, um, I, uh, tried to read too much lore and I got confused, so- (laughs) 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 I don't quite know how to explain a lot of this, um, but Agamotto is a being who, along with two other beings named Ostor and Hogoth, are known as the Vishanti, and one of the magical artifacts that the Ancient One gives to Strange is um, the Book of the Vishanti, which is where he gains, like, most of his magical knowledge, and, like, the Vishanti are kind of who he draws his power from. Um,
1: I just keep thinking of the Vistanti from Curse of Strahd, probably because I'm in a (laughs) Curse of Strahd, uh, campaign currently, but, you know,
0: (laughs) I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yep, exactly, there we go. Um, so there's that. There's also, like, th- there's also other beings who are, like, on the same level but aren't part of the Vishanti, like the aforementioned Sidorak and Watum, um, who are also, like, powerful magical beings but they're they're not, they're not part of this. And then there's, like, there's a lot of, like, really, like you know v- vague councils of uh powerful entities like the he keep he keeps having encounters with the the nameless ones or the unnamed ones um or something like that just uh, <laughs> part of the problem is that um a lot of what doctor strange does um is not really like superheroing um he he's kind of doing his own thing a lot so a lot of this lore is kind of like doctor strange specific so i don't have any other context for
1: it i did see cover art of doctor strange like holding a small demon by the throat and like Confiscating some kids' Ouija boards while they run, scared, like scared, in an abandoned house, and I'm like, D- is is this a thing that actually happened, or did some cover artists get free reign and go, oh, <laughs> what if Doctor Strange came across some kids opening up a portal <laughs> with a Ouija board? <laughs>
0: I hope that actually happens I hope that's one of his sorcerer supreme duties is to (laughs) find kids when they fuck around and find out too much with a Ouija board and then be like oh i got to go yell at some kids um so he he spends like pretty much obviously he occasionally teams up with other characters notably Spider-Man on like multiple occasions but like Everybody has teamed up with Spider-Man on multiple <laughs> occasions. Um he's very team-upable. Yeah. He's um a likable young lad. God, so true. He's part of the original Defenders um when sort of the concept of the Defenders was that they were very sort of loosely organized and unrelated. <laughs> um He, like, does some stuff with the Avengers, uh, occasionally, but a lot of the time he is, uh, like, monitoring his own sort of magical issues that he has to deal with, uh, and then having people come to him, uh, when they have magic-related problems. Both, like, Marvel, like, characters, like, the Avengers, like, encounter, like, they fight a magic guy and they're like, we got to go ask Steven about this. Uh, and then also like just everyday kind of people, like his first appearance, uh, features him. Um, it's like a, a wealthy businessman comes to him and asks for help. Uh, cause he's been like plagued by nightmares. Um, and Dr. Strange helps him, and then the man tries to betray him, and then Doctor Strange is like, no, no, no. You will not. I am too good at magic for this.
1: Um, <laughs> like, Doctor Strange, help me with my nightmares. Haha, you fool. I am a nightmare.
0: <laughs> to you,
1: specifically.
0: Um, When the Ancient One uh, sends him back uh, to New York and he, you know, creates his sanctum sanctorum in this bleaker street, uh, townhouse, um, he sends him back with a, uh, s- sort of, like, personal, like, attendant sidekick, uh, named Wong, who is, um, I think the son of, like, uh, monk who's kind of the personal, like, attendant to the Ancient One, and it's this, like, line of monks that have just, you know, been trained to, like, assist sorcerers, uh, basically, so he is, uh, with Strange throughout most of his adventures, like, obviously it's some... It's comics, like, obviously at, like, various points it's like, oh, they have, like, a big fight and, like, Wong leaves and then he comes back at some point. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised.
1: Stephen Strange seems like he's difficult to get along with.
0: He is a difficult man. Even after, like, post-Ancient One, you know, character development, he opened up his heart to, to change and all that, he's still a pretty difficult man to get along with, um, it is, like, I like that it's obviously a very Marvel thing, that it's like, this guy, this guy just sucks so bad, this guy's backstory is that he sucked so bad, (laughs) and nobody liked him, uh, but now he's a cool wizard superhero, (laughs) and he still kind of sucks a little bit. But not quite as much um another important character um he so he has uh another of his biggest recurring enemies is the demon ish uh dormamu who exists in uh the dark dimension um because he was. Exiled there at some point Uh, and now he Uh, exists there And, you know, does Evil and causes havoc Like, unlike Mordo, who's a guy Who hates Doctor Strange, Dormammu is like More of kind of like A being on like A separate level from like mortal comprehension So He's he's not so much like ...evil so much as it's just, like, this is just how he is. Um, so it's, like, various points they have been able to, like, reach... ...kind of, like, begrudging accords where, like, he's able to make a deal... ...that Dormammu won't invade Earth or do whatever, like, evil thing he's trying to do. Uh, but one of the first times he encounters Dormammu, uh, he meets a woman... Uh, from the Dark Dimension named Clea, who's, her father is, like, one of, like, Dormammu's, like, acolytes, I think. Um, and then later on, it's, like, established that she's actually, I think, Dormammu's niece. Because Dormammu dies temporarily, and you meet his sister, who's actually more evil um, an even worse demon. And then, later than that, it's established that she is Clea's mother, I think? Um, so I don't know how that all works. B- bold, um, bold choice, I mean, I guess, yeah, I suppose. Bold choices. But, uh, Clea becomes, uh, like, basically Strange's most recurring uh, love interest. Um, She also ends up being his uh, apprentice, uh, especially after uh, the ancient, obviously, eventually the ancient one does die and uh, Doctor Strange does become the Sorcerer Supreme uh, and has been that for most of the past, like, 50 years um except for you know obviously it's comics so occasionally he's like I have to stop being the Sorcerer Supreme for a little bit and you know they get to pick somebody else to be it and as of like a couple months ago uh he is dead uh <laughs> Doctor Strange has perished um he is, what uh, He took him out <laughs> uh it was um oh my god what's the guy's name uh k k kasileus uh who is the character that mads mickelson plays in the doctor strange movie um
1: i didn't even realize that mads mickelson was in the doctor strange
0: movie <laughs> it is such a goddamned waste of i mean he gets one Scene, um, one, like, Mads Mikkelsen contractually obligated scene where it's, like, he's fighting Doctor Strange and, like, Strange activates this, like, weird, like, intense, like, magical restraint device. Um, and it's like, okay, thank you, Mads Mikkelsen bonded scene, I guess. Um, but he, I mean, if Caecilius, you're gonna have Mads Mickelson, I feel like you gotta. Yeah. No, you gotta. You absolutely gotta. Um, Also, I do vaguely
1: now remember this. I just, apparently, my brain was like, we don't need to know anything about Doctor Strange. It's okay, we can just put all this in the files. (laughs) Put it in the (laughs) bottom one, way in the back.
0: Yeah. Um, Casilius is, I think, an apprentice of Mordo, and he kills Strange and makes it look like... Mordo did it. Uh, for then, Mordo
1: like as a favor to Mordo or to frame him?
0: <laughs> to frame him, I believe. I think he's he's mad at him. They've they've betrayed each other at some point. You know how it is with super yeah, villains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and it's like I I think I think a time traveling Doctor Strange shows up to solve his own murder. Um, I just vaguely haven't read remember this. that. Okay. Okay. Great.
1: Cool. Comics.
0: <laughs> comics. Um, I do remember. Doc-
1: I do remember a thing of Doctor Strange showing up. Like, okay, so if I'm here, that's because I'm dead.
0: I'm <laughs> gonna find <laughs> out. And
1: it's like you're not a detective. Well, we'll <laughs> what are you gonna do? To
0: do it. <laughs> um. Anyways, I believe, Clea is now the Sorcerer Supreme as of, like, last week, maybe. Um, but she is kind of, uh, his love interest slash apprentice. At some point, they get magically married. I don't fully know what that entails. Um, they've, you know, obviously broken up and gotten back together on, uh, many occasions. Because he's also dated, um, a few other people, uh, Notably, what, Night Nurse? <laughs> he, he, he dated Night Nurse, and then that's who they had as the love interest in the MCU version. Um, I think we, I think we talked about that when we talked about Night Nurse. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I do also, I, I have to say, just because I find this story so charming, um, there have been a lot a lot of like characters introduced in Doctor Strange who were kind of you know like big conceptual sort of beyond human understanding uh kind of characters one of them is called uh eternity who's <laughs> kind of the leader of marvel's cosmic entities and uh is Created by Steve Ditko, uh, is drawn as, like, sort of a black void in, like, the shape of a man with, like, planets and, like, galaxies and stuff floating around in him, which is very cool, um, objectively, a a very cool design, um, when, um, Steve, uh, Englehart and Frank Brunner um, took over, like, the Doctor Strange solo series, uh, in, like, the early 70s, they introduce another, uh, weird, cosmic, powerful character, uh, called Genesis, uh, no, sorry, it's Genesis spelled backwards, it's S-S-S-S-N-Edge, um, (laughs) but, uh, Like, just weird, going off the same theme of, like, weird kind of, you know, psychedelic, like, interdimensional stuff, uh, where it's like this guy was a sorcerer and he traveled back through time, um, to the beginning of the universe and then created the universe, uh, and like, made a time paradox where this was, like, the original creation of the universe or something. Uh, the important thing about this is, um, I think Roy Thomas, um, was like, okay, you, we have to include a retraction with this issue to establish that we're not actually saying that this guy is God, because Mm -hmm. that would offend people. Um, and then... (laughs) Engelhart and Brunner forged a letter, supposedly from a Texas minister, saying that like oh i saw, I saw your one of my like a kid in my congregation was reading this comic, and I took a look at it, and I loved it. I thought it was great, wrote this letter, postmarked it from Texas, sent it into Marvel. <laughs> And when editorial got it, they they called them up and were like, hey, we just got this great letter. So instead of printing the retraction, we want you to include this letter with the next issue. Oh, no. Um, and I love this.
1: (sighs) I mean, it's very
0: funny, is the thing. (laughs) It's quite funny. Um, God, there's, there's a lot of other stuff that Doctor Strange has done, obviously, but I did just want to end on, um, that story because I really like it.
1: (laughs) It's a good story to end on.
0: Yeah. Um, so... Did you did you have any um any doctor strange things to talk about? I know you have um <laughs> you have had a comic adjacent experience these I, past few days. I
1: would call it an experience, yes. Um I don't have anything about Doctor Strange unfortunately to add to That's this fine. conversation. I do, however, have non-Doctor Strange news, which, if you're in our Discord, you will have noticed that I have watched the Peacemaker TV show, followed immediately by the Suicide Squad. (laughs) And I'm searching the Suicide Squad, I'm like, I kind of wish I had done this uh, chronologically. I watched Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad first, but I didn't know that I would actually care to watch The Suicide Squad.
0: (laughs) You got, you got tricked.
1: I got. They got you. I mean, luckily, um, I still don't have to watch Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that there's two movies that came out within five years of each other that have the same name, except one of them has a the in front of it.
0: I, I really, I really wish they had called it something different. I mean, like, it's just, very like,
1: comics. I can't believe It's extremely that.
0: comics. I, that's true. It is one of the most comics things they could have done. I just, like, it's just like Suicide Squad, like, subtitle, whatever. Yeah. You know, but, but no, it's <laughs> Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. Yeah,
1: yeah, um... Anyway, I really enjoyed The Suicide Squad. I really enjoyed Peacemaker, the TV show. I do have Peacemaker stuck in my head. I, not by, not, you know, Peacemaker stuck in my head. I have the theme stuck in my head, which is by, uh, who the heck is that? Wigwam? Yeah. Uh, I think. But <laughs> So that's, that's great. Um It does make me want to, like... Not, like, it may- I haven't been involved in, like, capital F fandom for Mm. a while, and yet I'm sitting here, like, watching Peacemaker, and it's only eight episodes, right? And they're, like, (laughs) 40-minute episodes, a good normal amount of TV, and I'm sitting here, like- and I don't skip over the I- intro because the intro is great. So I'm sitting in the intro like after each episode and like hearing more and more of the lyrics and seeing more and more of the lyrics because I have closed captions on, obviously. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like my brain is saying that I need to make like a, like a PowerPoint breaking down the lyrics of the opening theme versus the themes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't what most of me is like, why would I do that? Like, if I was still on Tumblr, I probably would just like put it on Tumblr and just like send it out to the world and be all like, Nobody critique me, I'm just messing around. <laughs> I
0: I think I think that you should. Um, I do keep thinking about, um, I watched, like, uh, there was a behind-the-scenes video that they did about the filming of the opening, and one, one of the actors, I forget who it was, was, like, doing a talking head, like, the song asks a very important question, which is, do you want to taste it?
1: (laughs) It does ask a very important question. Do you want to taste it? Uh, throw your dog an invisible bone. Um, but it also, it also, like, um, has, like, the, the one line that's really sticking to me is, like, blind to what you'll soon become, the mirror lies, the whole world's wrong. And I'm like, okay, but how does this apply to the theme? (laughs) How does this apply to the overall
0: Wow, I, I can't uh, wait to watch Peacemaker and get Conspiracy Theory Brain about this.
1: It's a good show. It's fun. Don't watch it with your parents. Um, you sure. see John
0: Cena's butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's boobs in it.
0: You know, honestly, t- t- good for John Cena. Just really putting <laughs> it all out there.
1: I mean, we don't get to see his dick. I don't think HBO Max would let him.
0: I, no, probably not. Um, which is fine, which is fine by me. Um, you know.
1: Yeah, no. Nothing
0: against John Cena, but. No, nothing
1: against John Cena. I mean, you do see him in, like, underwear, so it's pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, point still stands. Probably don't watch it with your parents. Um, yeah. But, like, the action scenes are really good. I feel like John Cena's wrestling career had a lot to do with the success of the action scenes. Really looks like this man is in pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, the show, like, the plot overall, it's good. But the the true, like, uh, shining star in Peacemaker is the characters. It's got <gasps> a lot yeah. of heart.
0: Oh, I can't wait to meet some new blorbos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, also at one point it's mentioned that one of the characters played D&D and then I was just sitting there with brainworms about like he was probably awful to play D&D with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is the curse of like anytime any media mentions somebody has played D, it's like we have to be like what did they play like what sort of character did they play
1: <laughs> he was probably insufferable he probably like attacked his own party multiple times and then ultimately got like kicked out of the
0: group good i can't wait can't wait to find out about this.
1: Yeah, yeah. No,
0: it's, it's fun. It's
1: fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I do kind of, I know I said that I wish that I had watched The Suicide Squad first, but mostly because, like, I, they, like, you don't have to watch The Suicide Squad, because the at the very beginning of the first episode, they're like, they're basically like, this is what John Cena was up to in The Suicide Squad. <laughs> and now you're caught <laughs> Thank up Thank you. Cool. And I'm like, thank you for this. I do really appreciate that. Um, But like, watching the Suicide Squad afterwards, and having like the insight of like, this is how this character feels about the things that happened in the Suicide Squad. Like... (laughs) I was sitting there like, oh yeah, John Cena, you go, you go, I, I see you. And I don't think that I would have generally liked his character in The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I would have been all like, yeah, he's a guy.
0: He's a <laughs> guy. I don't
1: know what to tell you, he's a guy. And then, like, watching Peacemaker, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. All right.
0: Nice all right, I like Christopher guy.
1: Smith. You can stick around. Hell yeah. Also, if you ever wanted to see John Cena cry, Peacemaker is the show for you.
0: If you have a lifelong dream of seeing John Cena cry.
1: I mean, I just love when a show lets a man just fully sob on screen. It's just so good to me. Just chef's kiss. Let more men cry when it's not that, like, stoic single tear bullshit.
0: Yeah, no, that's the shit I absolutely signed up for. Thank you.
1: I also, because I was in a comics mood and I had time before recording, I did read issue one of Batman Urban Legends because I was like, man, I keep picking this up from the comic (laughs) book shop and I haven't even started it. But I haven't started it because uh, I haven't been able to find the print version of issue one because I got into it Uh too late. But then I remembered that I have a subscription to DC Universe Infinite and the first six issues are on there already. So I can just read it. I can just go online. I'm paying DC money for this.
0: (laughs) I'm paying the Dan Didio's DC Didio Dome tax.
1: You want to know something messed up? yes dc universe like moved all of their tv and movie content from dc universe infinite to hbo max and have the audacity to not have a combo plan for the two things there's a little button on dc universe infinite where they're like dc universe plus hbo max and you click it and they're like sign up to hbo max starting at regular plan prices
0: I truly hate capitalism. Goddamn. Um, I did not read any comics this week. I also have not started Peacemaker yet. I did, um, I bought, uh, the first issue of Batman Killing Time, which is a new Tom King Batman miniseries that takes place, like, kind of pre-Dick Grayson, so, like, an early Batman story, Um, what's the point
1: (laughs) if Dick Grayson can't be there?
0: (laughs) Honestly, um, and also, um, the, uh, the Batman starring Robert Pattinson, uh, came out this past weekend. I have not seen it yet. I might see it this week, depending how, uh, the theater looks. Um, but... It's just a, uh, it's a, it's a real, it's a real time, real time for Batman. (laughs) Truly, truly Batman is thriving. Or, I mean, as much as Batman can be.
1: Batman is Um, doing his best.
0: (laughs) Every day of his life. Um, anyways, I think that's all that I have. Uh, if you want to keep up with us... You can follow us online. We have a uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and a Facebook group. Um, all of those are just at Capes and Japes. Uh, we have an email address that's capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server if you want to join us on there. For example, you could get a lot of uh, Peacemaker takes, um, among many other things. Uh, we have a. Patreon, uh, if you want to support us on there, we will probably be talking about, uh, The Batman for this month's bonus episode once we've both seen it, so if you want to hear our takes on that, Patreon will be the place to be, I think. Um, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to support the show, uh, leaving a rating and review would be very cool if you wanted to do that. Uh, Also telling a friend if you think they would be interested in the show. Um, And just uh, coming back and, and joining us, as you have done once again. So thank you for being here for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia.
1: And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy
0: Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman.